0: Joe, do you want to hear a story? Yes. So, we have a friend. And... Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, they were looking to buy a house. So, they went and approached a new build about getting their house done. Um, so, they had everything lined up. They were going to be staying with a family member for a while before they moved into the new house. Uh, basically... Delays happened for about, what is that? I gotta do math. Five or six months, and they finally got in. I'm following along.
1: <laughs> Finger math.
0: Uh, of escrow got delayed like three or four times, but uh, the friend of ours was able to close on their house today, so Mason and his family got their keys to their brand-new place.
2: Finally. Finally. <laughs> Very epic. Do you have all your countertops in and everything? Yeah, countertops. Although the countertop did have a scratch on it, so the countertop people are supposed to come sometime this week to see if they can get it out. If not, they've got to bring a whole new slab.
1: Should we teach him about blue tape? We blue tape the no. shit out of a lot. Oh, he knows about blue yeah, tape. Yeah, we
0: told him about that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. But then... <laughs> dude, I fucking hate it. There, I was at a house this week. It wasn't that bad. There's some... I, I'm not going to talk about it. That job's not done yet.
1: Um, <laughs> Remember the one I sent you that photo of? Or did I show you?
0: Oh, yeah. That was the Ruff. polka dot house of horrors. Ruff. Oh, my gosh. Dude, Dude, there was more blue tape on that wall than there was paint. Bro.
1: Good for them. Oh, it's Fuck rough. those people. They they make a really solid point on a few things where I was looking at the wall where there was blue tape, and I was like looking for discoloration or something, but it took me a minute to realize he found where they ran drywall screws a little bit too deep and they didn't mud it properly. So this is like a perfect little indent in the fucking drywall. So they didn't tape very good or they taped really good and pushed it into the mud where the screw head is. And there was some where the screws were backed out a little bit. He was having fun. That guy was having a I good I had a time. client
2: who was, I saw him, he was taping a wall. I'm like, dude, what, like, what are you doing? And he was like, dude, I just don't, like, I don't like this texture. You see how it's all like this and like this? I was like, that's, it's not supposed to be the exact same everywhere. That's the point of texture. Like, this side was this way, but then this side was just a little bit different. Yeah. I'm like, dude, like, you ever been inside a house before? <laughs> and then he was like, uh, yeah, okay. All right. Took the tape off.
0: You remember the house up in Desert Mountain? Peanut-shaped pool?
2: Yes. They had a real one.
0: You look at the pool, and sure enough, it looks like a co- uh, but cock was and it balls.
1: but was it designed that way, or it just so happened to be? I personally think it had to have been because where the steps were and everything, you know.
0: <laughs> it literally was nice big circle, and then just protruding shaft right, looking out over the valley.
1: Yeah,
2: was there a head? No, that's not
0: the necessarily. Only that I, I, I feel like at that point, like you're you start showing that to the homeowner, and they're like, "Why is there a dick for a pool on my ten million dollar house?" It's very masculine. So do feature. Think,
2: do you think that was the uh, the pool the guys who built the pool like a joke? Let's see if they can see it, or like the homeowners chose that design.
0: It is probably just more they chose that design with the shape, it because it is up on mountain you're a little bit constrained to the shape of the lot and stuff like that sometimes
1: dicks fit in good places you know sometimes you need a dick to fit in a certain place
2: yeah i mean in my experience you can make a dick fit anywhere you know what i'm saying you're brave i like it
1: (laughs) what's that line if a pencil sharpener had a skirt (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: dude. Oh, you know what they say, right? I want my foreskin back. This guy still has his. No.
2: <laughs> you know what? All right, we've got. What if I did?
1: <laughs> Wait a minute. You got to keep yours. No, but what if I did? What's wrong with that? No, I want it back. No, I'm saying people who got to keep theirs are lucky. Are you foreskin shaming people? No, I want a foreskin. I want mine back on. I just feel like you can you can shame you can.
2: Shame anybody anyway. These There's days, a shaming for every, are you every oxygen which you
1: shaming me? Are you taking my oxygen?
0: These days you can definitely try. Wait, do
2: you guys know the comedian? What's his name? Something Rife? I forget his first name. Mm-mm. I don't know. I see him on TikTok all the time.
0: Oh, that's something. Oh, yeah, because I told you guys that my brother, oh, yeah, last time we talked, he was... In the hospital. Got hurt. yeah. And thank God he doesn't listen to us. But, um, yeah, he's doing good. He's at home. He'll be out of commission for six weeks, fractured his hip.
2: What made you think of that? What did I say that made you think of your brother? The comedian, probably. Uh-huh. Is your brother a comedian?
0: No, but... He's funny. Him uh, and his wife had tickets to go see Burt Chrysler the next day. Mm. So the fiancé and I went and saw Burt Chrysler. tops off tour. Dude, it was good. It was a ton of fun.
2: Anyways, this uh, comedian... He was somebody he was on some po- kind of podcast and they asked him about big clits and he was saying that he doesn't like big clits because like what am i supposed to do lick it or play thumb war with it like <laughs> it's a funny joke well apparently he got blown up on like twitter and stuff and people are saying that they are he is clit shaming people
1: i've never been <laughs> clit shamed in my life oh the state of the world it's great
0: yes where does it end? Does the clitoris?
1: J- I figured the clay would be the <laughs> one safe thing. <laughs> Those are cool.
2: It doesn't. Their parents? Hello? The
1: I heard shape. that too. Oh, oh I okay. thought someone was knocking on the window. Discharging yeah. a firearm time? How does this work?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's been some weird stuff with... I don't know if I'm just listening to the wrong podcasts right now, but um, people talking about, like, the possibility of nukes going off with Russia just start going, oh, crap. But, you know, we we would get rid of the uh, clit shaming for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we have a lot other issues, too. Wait a minute. So, Russia, way off course here, they were actually um, trying to get people, they were recruiting people to plan invasions that had over 10,000 hours in, like, a uh, World War game where you actually attack other countries yeah, from, like, Russia to Ukraine. So if they, you had more than 10,000 hours of playtime in that game, Russia, if you were in Russia, they were tracking you down and making you come and, like, give them advice. <laughs> like, strategic movements throughout, like, areas in Ukraine.
0: Is this real? Or yeah, is this yeah. yeah, hold on. I'll, I'll find on. it, I'll find it. <laughs> okay, because if I... This is me just headline shopping, but um, I thought I heard that Russia backed out of the, the nuclear treaty that we have, that... What? Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure it's like the, the one that uh, we're not going to test nukes and stuff like that, but at the same time, it's if, if they're backing out of it, it's a couple months before Russia goes, hey, guys, just a reminder what these things can do. And they're just going to test one out, like, not in Ukraine, but... And then everyone's going to go, ooh, butthole puckers a little bit. That would suck. Yeah. You find it? I'm working on it. I
1: found a couple. I mean, apparently they've been trying to get anyone they can to fight. Um, while I look for this, another strange phenomenon in Russia. Phenomenon. Um, kids breaking arms and legs young men to oh, avoid yeah. the draft yeah you're telling me about that that's rough yeah, but yeah apparently recruiting gamers is a uh, common thing as of december 2022 so the day before christmas as a matter of fact very good who published it that is um, it's also
2: known as christmas eve
1: sunrise.com
2: christmas. christmas eve
0: you celebrate that
2: yeah of course <laughs> i'm just do. kidding
0: sunrise.com alright well you finish pulling that up I'll don't you uh,
2: have something you want to rant about
0: yeah later <laughs> we're staged here Mason what are we Just staged follow for? the plan
2: we'll lay it out we're it in says, the fun part of everything it says right a rant right here
0: it does but we also have other stuff we got. I guess we did cover your life wins kind yeah of nice my story. house my
2: house closed yeah Big weight off my shoulders.
0: Is your wife happier with you now?
1: Hmm.
2: (laughs) Have you set a date for the wedding?
0: Yeah, May 13th.
2: Oh, wow, you said that on air. Okay.
0: Yeah.
2: Where are you getting married?
0: Uh, Is it a Friday? No, Saturday.
2: Friday the 13th. Yeah. Saturday, okay. Is it local?
0: Do you want me to shit on some people right now?
2: Because
0: this would be an authentic just thought of it, I'll shit on some people. Go for it. And No one listens to this, so if I get in trouble for this, good for us. People actually started listening. Here we go.
1: There's a lot of news about Russian children fighting wars right now.
0: It's very hard to find. Let's do that, and then I'll shit on some people. Oh, no,
1: no. I'm going to try to avoid that, because that seems to be a very hot topic, and there's many posts about it. It's hard to find the specific thing I was talking about. So, another time for that, maybe, because I will spend the rest of the day on my phone, I believe. Okay. Mason? I'm listening
2: right here. When did you get married? Just the day. Just the day, not the
0: year. Sure, I don't give a shit. May 25th. Oh dang, okay. Um if you had a friend get married on May twenty fifth, how would you react?
2: I don't really care. I'm also way more laid back than most people. I feel like most What people kind of friend is it though?
0: Um like, close is friend.
2: A, like a close friend? Yeah. Yeah. I'd be I'd probably be like more sick, dude, we can now we can like do our anniversary together.
0: That's kind of what I thought. Yeah. So, um, I had Alex, uh, my friend Alex, on the podcast, and he was married. He got married last year on June 4th. So, before we had officially set a date, I was like, we knew it was going to be around that time. So, I was like, hey, like, oh, it'd be hilarious if we could get it to line up so we'd have matchy anniversaries. He's like, dude, that'd be awesome. Like, see if you could do it. Looked at this venue. It was perfect, but they didn't have any June dates, so... May 13th is the one we settled on. It was between the 13th and the 20th, and we went with the 13th because one of the bridesmaids was not going to be able to be in town on the 20th. Turns out, one of the other bridesmaids got married last year on May 13th. And How fucking dare you, Thaddeus? Oh, how fucking dare I? Because she... It's the, it's
2: the three year anniversary roll Everybody knows that
0: I don't get I, I, I made that up I, made yeah, that up. Good. Okay. I was going to say because I don't fucking know it. I don't think anyone knows it um, But uh, So my fiance's friend Like we told her And we had tried to do the 20th but it didn't work out Like I said so it was not intentional on our part To try and be like hey we're overlapping with you um, But she ended up Throwing a huge fit about it not only did she throw a fit about it her husband threw a fit about it and apparently in his rage broke a hanger and said we're not going to the wedding
1: that's more liquor for me to drink first thought what a pussy that's my first thought honestly what kind of hang are we talking about? We're talking about a metal one, plastic.
2: Something <laughs> for some coats. plastic piece of shit. Plastic one. He might. He could have, you know, snapped it and could have hit his wife in the
1: eye or something. Yeah, dude, that dude, could have
2: been domestic violence. Bad, would have been yeah, that's domestic, domestic. violence. That's I'm not. Sh- I'm not, I'm not we,
1: for that. They will sell you. They won't sell you a gun if you have a domestic violence charge. Should
0: dude. we have the cops look into this? Oh man, that's
1: maybe. How old are these people?
0: Tw- they're younger than I am, so 22. Yeah,
1: so. And they're married. That's a problem yeah. in itself. Maybe not. I don't know.
2: I got married when I was twenty-three. But my well, brother was younger
0: than that, but you know what my you know what my
2: wife would say? Huh? Oh, they're just young, dumb, and full of cum.
1: Yeah, your wife would not say that, would she? Oh yeah, that's cool. <laughs> 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 oh, oh yeah, <laughs>
0: but
2: so well, it's a simple situation. A don't solution. get married. Dude, no so yeah, it's easier might, than that just one less prize made
0: dude we were we were trying to be very just like hey we we did our best this is not personal like and she was her whole thing she asked to go out with my fiance to lunch to be able to talk through all these things to talk through this and she's like well like in the friend group like this friend's married and they have their day this friend's married and they have their day and me and my husband are married and we're We have our day, but now we're going to have to share it with you. And it's like... How often have you gone out with other couples for your anniversary?
2: I have on a couple of times. But it's more like, hey, we're going to this place for our anniversary. You want to come? Because we don't want to hang out with each other (laughs) one-on-one.
0: Signs of a healthy marriage.
2: It is. That's a great healthy marriage. Yeah, but... Like, but I get what you're saying.
0: 99% never. of the time, yeah, never. Um, and if you're competing with us for Instagram clout, I don't give a shit. Hey, make you sure, can take it.
2: Make sure that when you re-listen to this before you post it, date the time and save it. Because like in five, six years, and they try to fucking invite you to a group anniversary like date or event. Just send it to Just him. fucking send it to him, Especially the guy who's being a pussy. I guarantee you If they're still friends Because they'll probably Get over this little situation That they're gonna try To do something If not sooner than Six years Yeah You hear that James It's not his name Damn Steve
0: No
2: Dale Paul Closer (laughs) Darnell Derek
0: (laughs) We're gonna leave it there Um,
2: Oh you know I I bet his name is Rich
0: No Well
1: it would make sense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Short for riches, dick. Dude, do we think no one's gonna listen to this episode?
1: Someone will listen
0: to it.
2: Do, do we? We get
0: like? Do we think it's gonna get back to them?
2: Eighteen views.
0: I I haven't even checked in a while.
2: He's interneting, dude. Go find out. If you somehow get in trouble for this, just flex on them. How do you find out? I heard it on my podcast.
1: Great. <laughs> <Chris. laughs> tell your friends.
0: Tell your friends, see if we can get it's, back it.
1: can him. literally only be good for views because they're like, can you believe this shit? Look at this. All right. Yeah, I'm actually going to take my clip and be like,
2: be like, Daddy just calls out his own wife's friends. <laughs>
1: Damn. <laughs> right on his Do this you system. think
2: he's right or do you think he's wrong? Dude, we'd get so many more views <laughs> if that was the fucking headline. 100%. All
0: right, do you want to hear the very mean name that I came up for Came up with for them for a while
2: I mean At this point they're probably going to hear it So yeah let's just go all in Fuck
0: I started calling him my favorite lesbian couple Because he was being such a bitch
1: That's a good one.
0: Oh fuck I feel like I should have put this in the episode
1: <laughs> You'll have time to think about it It sounds like we have quite a bit to discuss today anyways yeah. First of all Why'd you scratch all your nail polish off
0: uh. Well, I was painting, got tired of it, and then, yeah, goodbye to that. Is it time for the rant yet? Do you want me to do yeah, a rant? I want to hear it. I feel like you're amused by me getting pissed off at things, and that's all you care about. You yeah. don't care about the content of it.
2: Uh, do you care about the content? Because I think the funniest part is just how irritated you get at the most littlest thing, and I think that's comical.
0: Most littlest Yeah <laughs> Tonight we're ranting about Mason's grammar <laughs>
1: <laughs> what, did I, what did I say? Most littlest Is that
2: what I said? Yeah Okay <laughs> That's probably not what I meant to say <laughs> what then What did you put in my cup dude? And pee
1: <laughs> That's a good sip <sighs>
0: Alright
1: Stage is yours my friend
0: all right, something I have been thinking about and organizing my thoughts on was I saw a post on Instagram about this and then um, actually had a friend call me about this and uh, kind of frustrated me. And part of it was, uh, we'll start with the Instagram post. So it was this person who was talking about how they thought everyone should have a business venture that they run. So that they should have a business that they own. Um, and I thought that I was like, that that doesn't seem to fit for everybody. And then the part that I like the general idea of that why is he taking notes? I'm very curious too. Um, He's not starting on the right page. Curious? On. The one that kind of like. To expand on what she had said, she was talking about even just having something on the side for everyone to be able to do that, to be able to run their own business. uh, That, it makes sense as far as you're trying to hedge yourself against sometimes uh, uncertainty in the markets, but at the same time, I feel like there's a certain wiring that you have to have to run a business. Uh, Then the other one that kind of really started bothering me was I had a friend who called me, and they were they run their own business. They were telling me that they were thinking about <clears throat> going back to doing a W2 job because there are certain things with their business that uh, wasn't going the way that they wanted it to. so they had talked to someone else about it, and they were kind of given some pushback in regards to it. And the big pushback that they were given was in regards to, don't you like your, like, don't you like the flexible schedule, things like that. Um, But it seemed to be ignoring a lot of the factors in regards to, this guy has a family, and he needs to take care of his family. So for him to be looking at that, it's not a, do I like my free time, or my flexibility in my time, it's for that person, it was, this comes down to me taking care of my family. So when people talk about, oh, you have schedule flexibility, if you have schedule flexibility and you own your own business, you're probably either, you're doing something wrong at the beginning or you've made it at the end, right? So I've seen guys where they own their own business and there was a gentleman who I was talking to, he had a title company and told me that he was able to go to every single one of his son's baseball games. But I also know about that guy that he would have to go take tile to Nevada or to Tucson or things like that. He's driving overnight. So that schedule flexibility is not that I can work 9 to 5 and I can cut out at 3 twice a week and the checks still roll in and everything's fine. Not everyone's geared to do that. Not everyone's geared to be worked like a fucking dog. Not by an external influence. It needs to be you and you alone. Not everyone's geared to manage a business. And you know that it's not just, hey, I go do real estate. I go do construction. It's the taxes. It's the stuff on top of that. You want to bring employees in? Now go figure out all that shit. Get compliant with all of that. Make sure your insurance is correct. All of those things. Now it's not just that, oh, hey, your ass is on the line and your family's ass is on the line. You've got how many, how many families once you bring those people in, if that's the plan, if you're going to actually build a larger business. So when someone s- steps back and looks at it and says, hey, like, don't you like this flexibility? It's like, under, like the, the person who is telling them that is in a different position than they were. But they also own their own business. And it's like, hey, you got to understand that this is fucking dog shit sometimes. It's good. The highs are high. The lows are low. And you ride them back and forth. Every dollar that you make, you scratch and claw for You need to understand the value of a dollar, what it can buy for you. And if you're just pissing those away, what you end up with at the end of the day. Because if you don't go continue to earn over and over and over and you stop... There's no check that comes on Friday or every other Friday or whenever the fuck you get paid. So the people who are W 2, if you're in a rough position with your job, if you have the if you feel like, hey, I want to go do my own thing because I feel like I can do it better, I I've got that burning inside of me to go take that shot, absolutely go do it. But weigh what you're getting into also weigh the marketplace. What are your skills? Are you an entrepreneur or are you an entrepreneur? Because if you're an entrepreneur, get ready, you're gonna get kicked in the nuts over and over and over. There's a guy that, um, it's Paul French, we keep trying to get him in here to talk on the podcast and depending on the day that you talk to him, you'll get a different answer or a different kind of mood out of him in regards to business. I talked to his partner, Paul Noble, um, And he talked about in the beginning of their business, they would do what they called the California Ironman because they were selling a lot of product to people in California. So they would leave at three or four in the morning so they could be in California for the morning meetings, do meetings in the morning. Um, They'd take lunch. And the way that they were taking lunch is they'd go to Subway, split a sandwich and a cup of water check on the job sites in the afternoon, and drive back to Arizona because they didn't have the money for the hotel. That's where that guy started. So where he is now, he understands how to build a business. All the families that are responsible on him, he understands payroll. So you walk in there, and he's stressed the fuck out some days. I remember talking to him, and it looked like he wanted to be fucking done with the whole thing. And I asked him, "I'm like, is it worth it? He's like, oh, Absolutely. So if you're a person who can stand in the shit and just take it and be making progress, yeah, that might be something for you. But for other people, it might be, hey, find someone who's winning and go help them. Be a key part of that. If you're at McDonald's going, hey, this isn't working out, it's like, no shit. That's a minimum wage job. If you think that you're supposed to support a family off a minimum wage job, you're fucking stupid. The problem's not the minimum wage. The problem is that you need a real skill. Create a real skill and then go help someone if you're not the one who's going to go step out on your own. But for the people who talk about, hey, like, you should start your own business because it's great, the tax write-offs and all this shit, every fucking dollar is earned. There's periods where you're going to make a shit ton of money and there's going to be periods where you make absolutely no money. I've done it. I made a shit ton of money in a short period of time. I thought I was the fucking man, and I spent money like I was the fucking man. A couple months later, money wasn't coming in, and I found out how much of the man I was not. So for the people who, if you own a business and look down on someone who goes W-2, you're a piece of shit, at least just for that area right there. Respect the people who work W-2. If you... Work a W-2 job, understand and respect the part that, hey, yeah, the owner makes more than you, but their ass has been on the line for a long time, and their ass is going to be on the line until they either quit or till when they step away.
1: There you go. You got the rant.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean it makes sense and I agree with it. I just don't get why like if you're going to start a business like what's your like what's your why? Like they say that a lot of time in real estate, what's your big why? What's your motivation? Like if it's for a flexible schedule, like that only comes with an, a successful business. That's what people see after people have already created a successful business. I mean, like when I got, I got into real estate later in my life and I had a conversation with my family about like, Hey, like when I start this, like this is going to be a minimum of a five year grind. You know, like I'm not going to be, I might not be able to go to everything. I might be able to do everything because this is, that is what, that was my goal is to create a business so I would be able to be at everything and do at everything. But if you're just trying to start a business just because you want the flexible schedule, yeah, you might own a business, but like, what does your business really look like? How much money are you really bringing in?
0: Which, and to your point, too, there's a difference between messing around and there's the difference between having a business. Significant. Because in some ways, people can look at it, hey, do I want a couple extra dollars Okay, yeah, I can do my own thing on the side outside of my 9 to 5 or whatever hours you work. I don't give a shit.
2: Yeah, side hustles are good.
0: Yeah, exactly. But the minute you step over to say, hey, this is going to be the income for the family. This is going to support us full time. Yeah. That's when you got to think about it as far as.
2: And I hate when people say like, oh, yeah, but you can write it off for taxes. But you still have to buy it. You still have to spend the money. It's not free money. All you're doing is lowering your total income so you get in a lower tax bracket. You're not getting the fucking money straight. That's what I don't like. Stupid. Like, the person whoever said that, like, I wonder how good their, their business really is. Like, did they forget on how long it took? If it is successful, did they forget how long it took to get them there? And what they had to do?
0: I feel like a lot of people who say that, though...
2: Like, you gotta love the grind. You have to enjoy it. Otherwise... You're not going to be able to do it. Not
0: just that, but you have to be smart and you have to be calculated because it's. I think the statistic: ninety percent of businesses fail within the first three years. Mm -hmm. So if you if you don't go in with a plan, you're stupid. That's it. Then there's also the part where it's like.
2: But with the you can have a you can have the best plan in the world, but like, what is going to keep you executing that plan?
0: Well, and then on top of that, like I don't. I don't like to say, hey, we can leave it up to chance because usually it's like, hey, if you put your nose to the grindstone, things seem to move. But at the same time, sometimes things don't go your way. But that goes back to what you said. It's what's the why? Why are we doing this? Are we just here to have fun? Because if it's more than that, you can get kicked in the nuts, get back like, and say, okay, like, I'll say I'm a good example of it right now. I got into real estate. Burned through a good amount of money, made some money, like I said, burned through it, burned through that, and then you gotta go.
1: Buckeye okay, Police is calling me. Oh. Might be about my hit and run. Your personal hit and run? Yes, I'm gonna hit my truck. Oh, okay. We'll <laughs>
0: <Yeah. laughs> the Uh, went to voicemail. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, but in, like, for me, it's, I felt like there is, when I look back at what I did in real estate, I think that there was more that I could have done. I think that there's also, like, for me, it's like I'm a Christian, so I believe that there's a part of it where God wanted me out of real estate, and that was his way of kind of taking me out, where things just slowed, went to a grinding halt, and then it was like, hey, you need to go get a job. But this me getting a job thing is, it took me a month to kind of emotionally get my feet back under me, but then it's like, hey, how are we coming back? Not and I don't. It's not real estate. It's going to be construction. But I feel like that's where that's where I'm supposed to go. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take the hits and I'm going to keep coming back. Knock uh-huh. me down, I'll get back up and over think, and
2: over. And I think that's why you reverted back to the to get a job in something that you're like. I guarantee you that if it was the construction side that you were. Like, if you switch out real estate with construction, you made a bunch of money, you might have spent some, but, like, I don't think you would have backed out, because it's something that you're passionate about, and you thoroughly, like, are knowledgeable about, and you know, like, how confident you are in everything that you know.
0: Which, my spent, like, I spent, part part of the spending money, like, I can go through and explain to people, hey, here's how I spent the money. Part of it went to taxes, part of it went to, I was buying tools, I bought a truck, things of that nature, like, I didn't finance a truck, I wasn't, I didn't do that, but, um like and then just there was a dead period for several months and then when you do have things you have to pay for like that's when the money started to go away and for a long time in there I had construction jobs that were keeping me busy for the most part so it's not that oh you were in the wrong industry so you got to follow your passion it's like that that's not it I hit a point where financially it was hey you you've got to stop and you need to go work for someone and find do what
2: you're supposed to do
0: which is more just making income.
2: Exactly. Yeah. But I also think that your time in real estate is going to benefit you through your construction job. Oh, absolutely. That's what people... I mean, like, most... Especially everybody that you hear, most business owners have failed at a business. Yep. And if they haven't, they've had proper guidance, had people, family members, or people that they know that are successful and they just followed their blueprint. But yep. those are all also people that did the grind.
0: And back to, like I said... It's so
2: people, yeah. So people, like, who tried to, like, shit on people and do all that kind of stuff, they're just, they're like your buddy. Fucking pussy. <laughs> you know? Like, the fuck, yeah. I mean, like, the people who talk like that, oh, you need to do this, oh, you can't handle W2 this, blah, 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 blah. Dude, you are Thaddeus' favorite lesbian couple. Fuck off.
0: Because at the end of the day... It does come down to like if if you're the one who's providing for your family. I don't give a shit about how you feel about yourself. I don't, or what job you want to do, or any of that. When times get tough, you protect the family. You provide for the family, no matter what the fuck that takes. And if that means you don't work for yourself, that means you work for someone else. That means you do one you of missed the.
2: A, you missed a perfect transition. Yeah, I'm sorry. You could have ended it on a high.
1: You want him to transition? Well, obviously. Oh, man. <laughs> guy
2: sorry, I didn't mean to burst you. Be, that would have been a solid transition, too. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. That would have been sick. You didn't get the joke.
0: Ladies and gentlemen.
2: Oh, yeah, I would love to see Thaddeus with a pair of titties. Me too.
0: (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sledgehammers in the Office podcast, where we celebrate the heavy hitters on the job site and in the office. Today, I'm joined by Joseph Morris. What are we drinking, or what did we drink, I should say?
1: Uh, We were drinking uh, Girato's Pineapple with a little bit of Bacardi in it.
0: And then Mason Oxendale?
2: Um, A little bit of Bacardi and orange juice in my... uh, Sledgehammer cup.
0: <laughs> and then, as always, Shamrock Farms, whole milk, chocolate milk, because it's the best. Once you go black, you never go back. It's for damn sure. Um, starting off with our numbers that we cover each time. <coughs> I'm just making noise, boys. <laughs> uh, I don't mind if
1: I blame somebody else.
0: This is gonna be the inventory for the greater Phoenix area. We hope that if you're in Arizona, this gives you an idea of what the real estate market's doing, what some of the building uh, industry is doing. And if you're outside of our market, we hope that at least just gives you a picture for uh, what's going on in the industry as a whole. So currently we've got 11,680 homes that are active. That's down 630 from last month. We've closed 4,647 in the last month, and that is up 1,027. Interest rate, we're thinking it's close to 7. We didn't double-check it. Our bad. Uh, 2 by 4 is 325. That's been steady, so I'm very happy to see that building prices.
2: Interest rate was 6.99 on Monday, but I don't know what it is today.
0: Cool. Uh, and this, is, this will get posted on Monday, so don't get it confused. That was a week ago. Uh, Plywood is 1280 a sheet, that's up 120 from last month, and that one seems to have the most uh, change in it. Copper, 2496, that's half inch, 10 foot, Um, and that seems right about the same. So, let's jump into, uh, when we were here last, two weeks ago, Mason and I kind of got into it in regards to what the market is doing, is it a buyer's market, is it seller's market, and I was... Screaming about numerator denominator with uh, active and closed inventory and he was telling me that I was wrong and that He was watching it in real time so uh, I Feel like what we're seeing with our active and closed numbers is more an indicator that Mason was right on that because we're seeing those active numbers drop uh, Over 600 and then the closed numbers being up over a thousand we're seeing a lot of people got right back to buying homes. So
2: But the weird the weird thing is which what you were correct about with the concession is that buyers are still getting concessions.
0: Which and I think that it's
1: It's gotta be pressure for people to move some of this inventory that's been up there for a while. Because these are new homes that are selling, ones that are recently listed on the market, or we're talking stuff in like the thirty day period. What are Probably we Probably all of it. All of the above. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I think
2: we were about like under I mean like when I took was taking listings I'd say ninety days, but it's significantly shorter, it's probably closer to a month or two months. Probably closer to what I've seen is like thirty around the thirty day mark. So
0: Yeah.
2: But I think yeah, a lot of buyers are just in the mindset which myself of if a house pops up that you really love and you like, perfect, it works. Buy it now because you can always refinance when the interest rates get lower because everything's pointing to summertime slash end of 2023 that the interest rates are going to be not in the high sixes.
0: Which, and the only thing I'd say to that is the stuff that I'm hearing is more the, uh, oh, I can't use it. um, I can't think of the guy's name, but he's in charge of the Fed. Uh, He's waiting for inflation to get down to about 2% before we start seeing interest rates coming down. Mm -hmm. So part of it is we're going to need to see that happen. And then we're seeing a lot of... um, We're seeing the... I think Dow dropped several hundred points recently. So we're seeing certain things in the economy that I believe are going to start moving us toward a point where we're ready to start dropping that interest rate probably, uh, which is not always... Great when it's a reaction to um, bad things in the financial market, but whatever. So, um, let's jump into our segment real quick. Uh, Joe? Sir? Uh, we had a job recently where we had to move some structural uh, posts on a carport. So Lots of fun. Why don't you walk us through... Uh, what happened, how we did it, and paint the picture for the people who are listening.
1: So what happened was Thaddeus wasn't paying attention when he was parking. And he smashed his truck into this post, right? Continue, keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, didn't, he didn't respond to that very well. So honestly, uh, we were working on the uh, carport, if you will. Um, there was an extension of the house that was coming over top of the carport, just give, providing it shade and cover from nature, if you will. Uh shingles, two by fours, um what was the size of that beam that was run? That was a that was a that was it was a, it was it a was nice big. big beam. Yeah, it was a nice big beam, nice big scary. Well, there wasn't enough room for normal people to park normal sized cars between the house and the carport. So our mission was to show up there, move the post outwards so you could actually back a full size truck up similar to an F one fifty, which is what we were able to fit in there before we left.
0: Can I uh talk to you about something that happened in Minecraft real quickly? Yes, of course. Okay, so in Minecraft... Yes. There was a carport. I understood. Um, and... for some reason, there was an inspector that came to this player's carport mm-hmm. that had been sitting there for as long as this person's been playing the game. This Minecraft house goes back to the 60s or something like that. Doesn't even make sense, right? Mm. Anyways, um the inspector said hey we don't like where your posts and your beams are how far out they are to accommodate cars to be able to park in there normally so we would like you to move them a little over a foot closer to your minecraft house um and that brings us to and for this specific minecraft house they couldn't park the cars in there anymore so, they passed the inspection in Minecraft, and then uh, they thought, man, this sucks that we can't park cars in here. So, anyway, sorry that I took you on that tangent, but yeah, back, no, back, Minecraft's important, this back to game. the real world. Um,
1: yeah, I'm glad we got that. So, uh, it's a very hypothetical situation there that Thaddeus has described. Very hypothetical. Allegedly. Uh, allegedly. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, so we so we uh we had the delightful um task of moving these posts away from this home. It's weird how similar they are in uh in structure even as a matter of fact, because I think I've seen that Minecraft home he's re- referring to. Uh so we show up, looking at the carport, like I was saying, clearly no room to park anything normal there, so We go and start getting to work on what we think is going to be a relatively simple task. And it was for the most part, except for some really, really angry nails. Uh, (laughs) I have no other way to describe them because they didn't want to do anything we would expect a nail to do because they spent the whole day hurting our hands as we tried to rip them out. What Um,
0: were were we ripping them out of? We
1: were ripping them out of the hurricane straps specifically, those ones that were uh, embedded pretty well. And then uh, the ones securing the two beams together. Those were also secured very well. Those are some good quality nails. We should have found out what manufacturer they were, as a matter of
0: fact. Simpson.
1: Yeah, he's them going forward. <laughs> if not screws. But yeah, um, w- what did we start with? We, we got in there. We ripped a lot of the hurricane straps out to kind of take some tension off of the uh, the carport from the studs themselves. And then we put our temporary walls up, which was 4x4s, right? Yep. So we uh, smacked some 4x4s with a sledgehammer further into the carport than the posts were set to make sure the weight was carrying on to our temporary wall, a.k.a. our 4x4s. Four um, that alone was one of the scariest things I think I've ever done with a hammer in my life <laughs> because the entirety of that structure at some point was being held up by nothing more than pieces of wood that I was responsible for setting. Mind you, we were leveling and we were doing a good job, but...
0: We were screwing them in, too.
1: Yeah, we're having a good time doing it. I just... I don't think I've hit something that many times with a sledgehammer before and expected it to be structural afterwards. I was pushing the limit there.
2: That's what she said.
1: This is in fact what she had said.
0: All right, keep going.
1: So the temporary wall got set up on one side. The beam that runs the length of the house, I mean, we're talking 22, 25 feet. You sure? Yeah. So the beam that runs across the bridge or the, um, the outer perimeter of the carport where the posts are set, um, it's two pieces, so we start with the first half. Get our temporary our temporary wall put up. Get all the hurricane straps all the way off. Pull the old post down. Make sure our temporary wall is actually working, and it did. We got to stay alive and those <laughs> and stuff like that. No one got unalived. Um, got everything pulled out. Got the post removed, and then we got the uh, got to pull that beam down. Uh, wouldn't recommend how we did it. Hypothetically speaking, it was all uh, very OSHA compliant. Definitely didn't walk it down off a ladder on one end and a drywall stool on the other. Definitely didn't do that.
0: It sounds like something people do in Minecraft.
1: It is 100% something people That is a common building technique in Minecraft. So yeah, we had uh, we got the luxury of doing that.
0: What about anchoring?
1: Anchoring? We didn't have a boat. <laughs> um, we... With the, the anchors were screwed in originally, right? They weren't nailed and I don't think the original ones were nailed, were they? They weren't set so with the, the RAM concrete. Set. Yeah, they were set with uh, actual mm-hmm. concrete screws. So that was nice and easy. So
0: the way that you usually are going to set a pot... Uh, let's go back, because this might be interesting for even people in real estate. So the way that they used to kind of build patios uh, up until, I want to say, 90s, 2000s, was you would pour your concrete slab you set your posts on top of it, build the rest of the patio, you'll have some overhang, so hopefully any water sheds beyond the posts that are attached to the ground, there's a strap embedded in the concrete, it gets nailed to the posts. Um, And this makes it where it's not going anywhere. But, because water is a son of a bitch sometimes, it finds its way to that post, and it will start to deteriorate that wood. So, Uh, what they came up with is if you put a galvanized steel bracket on the ground that raises the post up about an inch off the concrete, it makes sure that water's not getting in there to deteriorate it from the bottom. The way that you set these brackets uh, on the concrete, though, is you need to mark where they are. There will be a hole in the center of the bracket where you'll drill down um, with a hammer drill and it's gonna be specified by the manufacturer. The ones that we were using are were a 5 eighths inch, so, and we had a huge hammer drill, so just drop it right through there. You'll set your bracket, pound that concrete anchor in, tighten it down with a socket, uh, socket wrench, or you could do an adapter, and then once that is nice and stuck to the concrete, you can set your post on top of that and then start rebuilding everything on top of it. So, basically, Kind of what Joe was talking about was then repeated on the second half of the structure. Once we got the first half uh, attached where we wanted it, uh, moved down to the second half, played repeat, tightened everything all down, uh, put all the hurricane straps back on. With
1: screws!
0: Yeah, that was nice. Thank God. Yeah, Simpson makes screws that are uh, um, compatible with a lot of their hardware rather than just having to use nails because that can get tedious and very annoying. It hurts your hands pretty bad. Yeah. Mason, do you have something you want to talk about in real estate or do we want to jump into a house? Let's look at the house. All right. So I asked Mason before we started uh, what kind of a house we want to look at tonight. He said, let's look at an expensive manufactured home. So I found an expensive manufactured home for sale on the MLS. We're going to pull it up. We'll take a look at it and go from there. So. Joe, I want you to walk us through what you see in the pictures and then uh, the description. Call out anything that you see finish-wise, construction-wise, and then, Mason, you'll go back through uh, and talk about it like you're advising this agent like they're your friend. So, uh, let's do
1: it. So, now this is more of a question. What am I looking at in the front corners of that structure there? What is that? Is that going to be something anchoring it to the ground? Because that looks like pallets with bricks on them.
0: I th- uh, that might be the access to the crawl space.
1: space. Okay, got it. Because I was kind of looking at that on the one on the left initially, it caught my eye. I thought it was an AC unit. Um, looks pretty standard for what you'd expect to see driving down the road in two pieces being put together. Um, nothing crazy. You've got a couple different windows, a couple different sizes, um, triangle shaped roof, the siding. Um, I don't. The price up there, that's not very expensive for a manufactured home, is it? 135000
0: I think so. It is on leased land, and Mason can explain that in a second.
1: But Built in 99. So is this a 55 and up community, it almost looks nope, like? Nope, all ages. All ages, right on. Um, it looks like they're using a lot of really good uh, aluminum for that carport there, or whatever that might be. Some tin. Uh, concrete looks like healthy. Vinyl floor, um, it looks like pretty okay. Finishes on the inside. Baseboard looks nice. Nothing looks too far to place. The metal screen door is a little interesting. But not bad. I uh, like the island in the center there; that looks really, really good. Talk uh, to me about colors. Uh, a lot of white, some blue, some gray in there. Um, it's all kind of tying into the floor. Everything but that island makes sense as far as color-wise.
0: It's got that butcher block countertop, really popular, really yeah. clean. It
1: does it does look good, but stands out a little bit. Oh, Spider Man! We got Spider Man house. We got Spider Man house. We got the uh, Astro blanket. Is that the vacuum cleaner in the corner? So they, you know they keep it clean up in there. I mean, this is a really simple, straightforward home. Oh, they got shuffleboard. It's got to be a 55 and up community.
0: No, it's all ages. All right, uh, Mason. We got a three-bed, two-bath, 1,600 square feet. Um, Wait,
1: is it air-conditioned? Double-wide, yep. Where's the unit? It's It's usually in the backyard.
0: Yep. All right, tell us what do you think.
2: This is a... Uh, I mean, that's the thing with the mobile homes. are pretty They're pretty simple. You know, as long as you update them, like this one's updated on the inside, it looks very, very nice.
1: Everything looks good except for that exterior siding, whatever it uh, is on the front.
0: Uh, let's start here, though, because we have had a lot of people who call in when our team has a manufactured home listed, and they'll say, hey, I saw the price on this. Sometimes it's as low as like $45,000, and they'll say, "Hey, screw these homes that are being sold for $400,000. I saw one for 45,000. I can afford that monthly payment that I see on Zillow, which if we go look right now, that is $775 a month. I can do that. Sign me up. Uh get me in there, Mason. What do I need to do?"
2: Well, to those people, what I tell everybody when I talk to them is that if you find a mobile home for sale, under two hundred thousand dollars it's probably on leased land
0: what is leased land
2: now we have thought we not talk about
0: this yeah tell them again make it quick
2: all right so basically obviously when you buy a house you are purchasing the home and also that the land that it sits on right so you get two for one essentially so a lot of these mobile home communities they actually don't own the land they actually lease the land um, so when you see a mobile hand, a mobile home for sale on lease property, ye, the price that you see is only to buy the actual mobile home itself, not the land it sits on. Now, in order to purchase that, you also have to be approved by the park, but also there is a monthly fee attached to it.
0: All right, uh, now, what kind of qualifications at the park are we looking at? Well, We're I just real, wanted real to quick
2: qualification just like if you're going to rent a home what 620 credit score or higher or something like that they don't want to see any evictions and they want to make sure that you are two and a half three times what the the lot fee is And so, talk to me about lot fees yeah lot fees so that includes i call it the lease fee it includes your lease fee for your lot and this is for most communities almost all of them but lease fee so your lease fee for the lot your garbage collection, your sewer, and then like maintenance, and, you know, and it also covers water. And, and Yeah, garbage collection, trash, and then maintenance of and all the uh, features that some communities have. Some communities have a lot, pool, rec house, different community events going on. Some don't have as much. So like for this house right here. We didn't see shuffleboard. Yep, you would see this is a $800 a month lease fee. So not only do you spend 135 grand, but then you also have to pay a monthly fee. For so your payment would
0: be 775 plus 800 a month.
2: Yes, but that opens up a whole nother can of worms because most lenders do not lend on mobile homes on leased property. You have to go with a specialized loan. That I know two different companies that will do loans on lease property.
0: And I know.
2: And they're significantly higher in interest rates. And I want to say like 15 or 20 years is the longest loan that you can get on it. They're usually significantly shorter.
0: Yeah. And they're not as fast as your typical loan.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, that's a disaster too.
0: Yep. Um, Looking at this, we've got 133 days on Zillow. Um, We've got people looking at it. Some people saving it. What do we think in regards to what's been going on with it because we've got price history uh let's see where they originally listed it listed for sale at one thirty five and then they dropped it a couple a little bit a couple times uh through November and then they put it back up in February so 133 days on the market. Some people looking at it. What do we think? Is it the finishes? Is it uh, is there something? Is it what you've talked about? Just what do you guys think, Joe? Anything that stands out to you?
1: The variable of the lease land because it sounds like an apartment with uh, with an extra fee on top of it to me. Unless I'm going to wheel that thing away to a new plot of land when I'm done living on that whatever that land might be for the lease period agreed on, uh, it doesn't seem like it be worth it to me personally. Which you can. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I think the, you sign 12-month leases or month-to-month. Month. I'm not sure. It depends on the, the It community.
0: also comes down to the rules as far as some of them basically have it where it's a huge pain in the butt to yank it out of there.
1: Yeah. I don't see a large advantage to this, honestly. I don't yeah. think there's any – There there's, doesn't sound a lot of positivity. The other to
2: thing, it. too, is that if you are to move it and then you put it onto, like, land that you bought, if you go to sell it, you can't get a loan on it. Because lenders won 't loan on mobile homes that have been moved before, so you got to find somebody that, with cash
1: are they serialized in any way
2: yes. yeah they've got a they 've got a plate and a certification some type of form thing that they have to have on it in order to get lending on it
0: so what's interesting about manufactured homes for Arizona is they are not considered real estate they are considered a vehicle, so you need to when You buy or sell them, you go through the MVD. And if it's a double wide, you'll have two titles. And if it's a single wide, you'll only have one. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: All right, Mason, any thoughts? Uh, Let's talk about days on market price. Uh, What have you seen from this place that stands out to you?
2: Yeah. Um, So the thing with the mobile homes is that it varies. Obviously, it has to be priced properly, but it varies on the community. So a lot of people buy mobile homes, not necessarily based on the niceness of it on the inside, outside, but on like what, the, where the community is located and all the amenities and stuff that it has in it. So I think that's a big, big plus. Now, usually all ages communities, they usually sell a little faster, uh, but I mean like 90 days, 90 plus days, like that's that's normal. They haven't dropped the price that much. Um, what does it say on Zillow?
0: For the price?
2: Yeah, go back to the price history. Yeah, I don't know. It looks like they might have tried it done, like, for sale by owner at first. Too. But, I mean, I mean, without, you know, running comps on it and stuff, as long as it's priced well, like... A buyer will come. It's just it's on lease lot. I don't know anything about this specific community. I've never sold one in there. I mean they're the they're the, the least one. There's an, there's some in here selling for 165. But I mean mobile homes like they're still pretty new. So it's just you gotta find the right buyer. You gotta find the right buyer, mobile home buyer.
1: That name looks familiar. The listing agent.
2: Oh, Thaddeus. Thaddeus? Is that yours?
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's not my phone number, though. I want to know whose fucking phone number that is. What time is it? Let's fucking call him. Put on speaker. This is going to be the first live call on the podcast. If my phone goes What off.
1: direction do I uh,
0: take oh, this in? This might be the team number. That'd
2: be awesome. 100% the team number. Let's
0: do
1: it. Let's call them.
0: Oh, you're, Here, you're put it put it near the microphone. Your
2: phone's about to get blown up for the next two weeks.
0: Just tell them to fuck off and they'll leave you alone. How the fuck is my phone number not on there, though? It's just got to be the office phone number, huh? Thank you for calling your one group. Here's are unable to take your call. System. That's not even...
2: It's the main office.
0: That's not our office one, is it?
2: No, I don't know who that chick is.
0: Whose fucking phone number is
2: that? Google guy? it.
0: We'll look it up later. Okay. Deal with that. But yeah, so... Sons of bitches, I'm trying to sell this fucking place and they're not even calling me. So That's why they're not calling. That's why
1: you haven't gotten any calls about God it. God damn it! Update your phone number. It shall it sell.
0: Yeah. So, with this one, um, they bought it recently. It had been completely updated. Uh,
1: that's Yeah, that's the office. For here? Yeah. Glendale.
2: That's not this. Look at the address. Yeah, that's not our
1: address, homie. Oh, word. <laughs> Power. That's weird. Wait a minute.
0: Um, but, yeah, they've had everything is really clean inside because you'll look at a lot of manufactured homes that I'd say are probably in the up to 80,000 range and They're usually really dated. We're going to talk 70s um, 80s would be a good buy at 70 to 80 Uh, 135 is expensive for a manufactured home, but uh, there are things that were comparable in that price range Um, so Yeah, we are trying to get eyeballs on it The big thing that we have had and just like we have for all manufactured homes is that uh land lease it is it's, it's killer yeah it's a killer so uh we're working on selling that thing if someone is interested in getting manufactured home it's got great access to the freeway it's off of 67th avenue um and the i-10 uh so you've got quick access to the 202 17 303 wherever you want to go this is the
1: most insane shameless plug i've ever heard
0: we're here to sell shit joe <laughs> so anyways yeah uh there she is yep mason did i asked mason House. what price point he wanted to do and he said let's do an expensive manufactured home so it was honestly didn't yeah. have a plan for do i get until, the white so, nissan
1: outside if i buy it
0: um we depending on the price ask <laughs> probably not darn um, i want
1: my five thousand dollar car
0: all right, guys, we've crossed an hour. Anything else we want to talk about, leave the people with? No. All right. Joe, where can they find you?
1: All right, Instagram. Search it, underscore there. Um, I don't know what I've been doing lately. I've lost track of my life. Everything's insane.
0: You've been posting more about some of the window and door stuff you've been doing. It's been some good stuff, oh. on your story especially. So yeah. He's got some... Uh, big window and door units. He's showing some of the motorized units that he's doing on there. So that's a lot of the automation. So follow along because he's got a mixture of cool stuff he's doing at work, but also some crazy stuff. So if you're into that, then... It gets wild sometimes. Yeah. Mason?
2: Uh, At Mason Oxendale on Instagram. If you're curious about what my house looks like, that's taken almost a year to get in. Go take a follow, although technically you don't have to follow because it is public, but so you don't have to It'll follow appreciate but go, go look at the pictures once I post them up there to see if it was worth the wait or if I just wasted a half a million dollars.
1: He wasted the money
0: <laughs> <laughs> And as we saw in our stats, people are moving, so if you're looking to sell, if you're looking to buy, give them a call. you know drop your phone number or no.
1: use the one on the website. yeah, yeah. Drop,
2: drop a beat real quick and I'll drop my number.
0: Nope.
1: Okay. It's,
2: it's, it's <laughs> I have to say that way too fast. 623 824 1770. Text, call, Preferably. prank call, whatever you want.
0: <laughs> Preferably within decent hours. Light it
2: up. Yeah. I'll answer no matter what Midnight.
0: time. All right. You can find me on Instagram. I'm going to be moving most of my stuff over to at underscore building as we start to move a lot of what we're doing to the construction side. Uh, Mason's gonna be the point of contact that we're trying to really push for real estate. Um, so at Cito underscore building, you see what we're doing. And until next time, I hope your hammer stays accurate, your Wi-Fi fast, and your work blessed. Blah, blah. See everybody. <laughs> oh,
1: my brain is scrambled. You guys are lucky I made it I almost got kicked up by a horse Yeah. You should have got kicked by a horse. Dude, you got fucking close. You got really nice.
2: Yes! <laughs> what
0: the fuck are you doing that close to a horse? Right? That's shoveling and shit.